Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us, of course. Of course, this is our half hour that we get to talk about important things that are important to you with great professionals in the area. And today we have Middlesex Chiropractic Center and Holistic Health with us, Dr. Simperman and Dr. Gallagher, both on the phone with me. And we're going to be talking about the leaky gut. How does that lead to a leaky brain? So they'll explain it. They'll, they'll give you all the details. But before we get to that, let me tell you the different ways that you can listen. Because, of course, you do have us on the radio. You do have the opportunity to listen through Alexa Power devices. You have the app that would go on your mobile devices. And then we are streaming online at WISR680.com. All right, Dr. Simperman, Dr. Gallagher, welcome to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Tracy. Tracy. All righty. So who is going to start us off? I guess I should ask, uh, what's the connection between a leaky gut and leaky brain? But I'll let you roll with it. Where, where are we going to start today? Well, did you know, Tracy, that the brain and the gut develop from the same part of the human embryo? No, this, I didn't know that. Why? Yeah, this can explain why digestive issues are sometimes worse during times of stress. Uh, or, you know, in, in people that are just, you know, anxious. And so this is, this is where the connection starts embryologically when, when we are developing. So, um, yeah, we're going to kind of expand upon this and talk about how the interconnections, uh, between the, the nervous system and, uh, and the brain. Yeah. So, when we look at the nervous system and the digestive system together, we know that the nerves that come out from the brain, the big vagus nerve, which comes out, like I'm going to just say like below your ear, that's part of what we call the enteric nervous system. And two thirds of that giant nerve wrap around our intestinal system. And so that's, a big part of what we just explained about, you know, embryonic development. And, and that, that tells us, you know, physiology wise and anatomy wise, how it's connected. And of course, you know, the digestive system, one of my big things that I always say is the highway to health. So without a healthy digestive system, we're not going to have a healthy organ system. And so that's, that's something that we really need to um, address with every, every patient that comes into our office, we want to work on that gut because if they can't absorb, how in the world can they ever heal? So that's important to know that. And really, you know, the communication uh, between the gut and the brain, as Dr. Gallagher mentioned, is mostly through that vagus nerve, which, uh, which is part of your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, and the gut contains somewhere around 500 million neurons, and these are connected to the brain via the vagus nerve. Uh, and so a lot of times, you know, from a chiropractic standpoint, when people um, are having digestive issues or when they have upper cervical, upper part of their neck is misaligned, it can irritate this vagus nerve and manifest itself in, in uh, you know, digestive or, uh, you know, just feelings of like nausea or, or you know, that kind of uh, queasiness. And, you know, oftentimes you'll find misalignments there. And when you adjust them, 
you know, that patients feel remarkably better. Yeah, I could even say personally, if I eat a food that I'm sensitive to, my neck goes out right away, and that's that vagus nerve, and of course, then I have to get it adjusted again. And um, so that's a real thing for me, and I think when people start to become more aware of what's going on in their body and their health, they'll notice things like that. Um, You know, they get brain fog from certain foods. I hear that quite a bit. That's a big, big issue is that, you know, that brain fog, um, you know. So also there's there are neurotransmitters, which are chemicals, chemical, you know, hormones that connect the gut and the brain. And a large portion of those are made in the gut like serotonin. And that that's our good, feel, happy um, neurotransmitter. The gut microbiome, the, the bugs that are in our gut help produce GABA, which is for fear and anxiety. So if we um, have a lot of, you know, anxiety and fear, we may um, use some good probiotics to help, you know, increase GABA production. And that's also, you know, related back to the brain because we have parts of our brain that make these neurotransmitters as well as our gut. So that's how that's connected. And and these gut microbes are, you know, are the microbial uh the microbiome that that's it and we'll talk a little bit about that but the microbes they also produce some short chain fatty acids which are important in maintaining and forming the uh, blood brain barrier and we also know that the gut brain axis is connected through the immune system and gut microbes play an important role in your immune system and inflammation by controlling what is excreted and what is passed into the body. Yeah, so I think we talk a little bit about the blood-brain barrier because this is a protective barrier of blood vessels around the brain, and that protects us from disease and pathogens and toxins from getting into the blood, into the brain. But we have to be able to digest good fats and oils because that's a big part of that barrier. So there's a relationship back to good gut health. If we have a gallbladder that isn't working properly and we don't have the bile, we can't absorb nutrients. We can't break down our fats like we should. And then we don't have the best blood-brain barrier. And also, the, the every wrap around every single cell in the body has a really strong fatty membrane layer. So, um, you know, I just wanted to point out um, before we get further into this that we have a very good um, webinar on accessible through our website on this in detail with a lot of pictures and things like that that people can go look at. And it's on the MiddlesexChiropracticCenter.com website. And you can click the video link and you'll find it, Leaky Gut, Leaky Brain. And that would be a good place for people to go if they really, really want to know more information about uh, the relationship between your gut and your brain and other parts of the body. So, you know, we're going to get back into talking about your the bugs in your gut because they play an important role in our health. As people know, you know, if people take an antibiotic, they always want to take a probiotic. But, you know, there's more to it than that. Um, there's there's over 600 to 1,000 different good bacteria that live in our gut. It's almost like its own organ. And they those bacteria do so many things to keep us healthy. And so, you know, there's 
there's over 1 trillion of them. Microbes outnumber our human cells 10 to 1. The majority live in our gut, particularly the large intestines. And, and you have to realize, too, Tracy, that, that the microbiome or these microbes that inhabit our gut, well, they can consist of all sorts of things, bacteria, fungi, protozoa, viruses. And, you know, we have this relationship with them. They live on and inside our body. And actually, if you if you look at it, they all these microbes together may weigh as much as five pounds. And the bacteria in this microbiome help to digest food, uh, regulate our immune system, and protect us against other pathogens that cause disease. They also produce vitamins, including B vitamins, B12, thiamine, riboflavin, and vitamin K. Yeah, and. You know, this microbiome was not generally recognized to, to exist until the late 1990s, and that led to the formation of what we call the Human Microbiome Project in 20, 2008. And since then, there's been a massive amount of um, research done relating the microbiome to your health. And it's pretty, pretty incredible. It's, you know, we know that it's a essential for human development, immunity, and nutrition. The bacteria that live on us or in us are not invaders, but they're beneficially colonizers. And so that's important. And they, they help to, you know, as disease prevention for autoimmune, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, muscular dystrophy, MS, fibromyalgia, and they're definitely, those, all those diseases are associated with dysfunction of the microbiome. And they, these have been highly highly, highly, um, you know, uh, researched over, you know, over time from 2008 through now, and there's still more and more discoveries being made, and it's a very, very hot topic, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, the gut being leaky back 25 or 30 years ago, and uh, there was even tests in laboratories that we had done even on our family to signify that our guts were leaky and, you know, we had to work on trying to always do that. And I always think that, you know, people need to realize it's not, if you have a leaky gut, it's to what extent, because, you know, between all the foods that we eat and our stress in our lives, we are all prone to this leaky gut syndrome, which again leads to a leaky brain. And the thing you have to remember, and, and I mentioned it briefly earlier, is that there's, you know, good and bad microbes that inhabit our, our intestinal tract. And, you know, when we're healthy, it's because there is a good balance in there. And basically, you know, to simplify it, the, uh, the good guys you know, outnumber the bad guys and, and keep them in check so that they're not um, problematic. Now, when these disease-causing microbes are allowed to proliferate and accumulate and multiply over time due to our lifestyle or, uh, you know, things that we do, basically, yeah, our lifestyle, which, which can uh, turn on bad genes and you know, create inflammation that uh, increases our intestinal permeability. You know, this causes uh, changes in 
in our body and results in abnormal uh, immune response against, uh, you know, things in, in the body, you know, essentially has sort of like uh, an autoimmune reaction where it starts to, uh, you know, your immune system gets on and, and it starts uh, getting, uh, attacking the body itself. So, you know, there's a lot of evidence nowadays that autoimmune diseases appear to be um, passed on in families, not by their DNA, but by in inheriting the uh, family's microbiome. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting because we can go and look at, you know, babies that pass that are cesarean babies compared to babies that have a normal birth process. And we know the babies that are cesarean babies normally have less of a, a, a good immune system than the children that pass through the birth canal where they pick up a lot of their microbiome to start their life. And then when babies are nursing, they pick up some of the skin microbiome and also through the breast milk. So that helps them to build their immunity and helps their gut to build over time. So children that aren't breastfed and children that are um, born through cesarean section, we've seen that even in our own clinical practice, have a lower immune function than others and, and, or even uh, learning disabilities and things of that sort. So, um, you know, that's how profound it is. And, you know, I like to talk a little bit about, you know, how do you know your, your brain's involved, you know? Sometimes people know their gut's involved because they feel pain or discomfort or bloating or have abnormal bowel movements or lots of things tell us when our gut isn't working. We have a lot of signals and signs and, you know, from, you know, GERD to like high hernias, all different things. People, you know, people know when, when their digestive system doesn't work. But how do you know when your brain's in trouble? Well, a lot of times the big symptoms are brain fog, you know, not being able to focus. Um, especially after you eat meals, like if you get tired after you eat, um, if you don't, you know, your brain doesn't, um, work more slow, if you have unclear thoughts, um, those are some of the things that, you know, the symptoms that you might have, you know, some brain inflammation besides things like, you know, it, it, did you like forget where you put something somewhere, you know, those are all the same those are all those things, you know, losing track of time, missing appointments, um, you know, forgetting where you were in the middle of a sentence and having to ask the person you're talking to, what are you talking about? You know, if you're reading a book and you got to go back and reread it, um, you know, you can't find a word. Those are all brain, brain things. If you have those sort of things happen to you and you have pain and discomfort in your gut or constipation, diarrhea, bloating, then we pretty much know that there's that leaky brain, leaky gut. So that's, you know, always a good place to start when we're looking at, you know, somebody's health, what's going on with their gut. And sometimes we treat the gut and fix it. Sometimes we go to the brain. So it depends on the person and what we've been doing and what they've been doing and what their diet, how their diet is. So um, that's really, you know, some of the things that we look at to know whether we have some brain inflammation caused by this leaky gut syndrome. 
Well, can we I, talk, when we're talking about, well, go ahead. I was going to ask you a question because when you're talking about the microbiomes and you're talking about getting into that brain fog, when somebody comes to you, what, what tests do you do or can you do that you know where somebody is with their microbiomes? Like what tests are out there? Oh, well, there's a lot of different tests. So you can do a comprehensive digestive stool analysis that is going to show us everything about about the gut. In other words, this test will tell us um, all our digestive markers. So of course, we do, you know, some muscle testing and applied kinesiology, but we can also do laboratory testing to see what the gut uh, metabolic markers are, what your gut microbiome markers are, if you're absorbing, if you have the markers for IBS and IBD, if you have altered GI immunity, if you have a bacterial fungal overgrowth, if you have allergic responses, if you have mold sensitivities or parasites. So that's all done uh, via, you know, testing stool analysis by a very reputable lab that's actually been around as long as I've been in practice. And since I have a microbiology degree, I feel like they really do the best job to check that. So that's a test that we can run through our office if somebody really wants to get involved with knowing that uh, beyond just our normal examination in the office. So we can back it up with that. You know, and a lot of times, too, we can use, uh, you know, symptom surveys to uh, have the patient you know, identify a lot of the symptoms. Uh, you can use that's a very valuable tool in yeah. in pointing to uh, you know dysbiosis or or what would be like a leaky gut. Um, we also have that meta oxy test, yes. which is a urine test that we can do in the office. It's very simple, and this gives us an indication of the uh, in, in level of inflammation that that people are having because usually if a person is having dysbiosis and some degree of leaky gut, they're going to have uh, some level of uh, higher levels of in inflammation right. in the body. Yeah. And there's even the um, new test out from one of our uh, providers, uh, nutritional providers, it just tests that microbiome. So that's a, that's a, you know, another out of the office test, but it's an easy at home thing that we can get the results fairly quickly. If we want to do a lab test, like a blood lab test, we can look at the blood count. We could look at the white type of white blood cells that might be altered, like the eosinophils, which will show us if we're having allergic responses. Um, we can do a high reactive CRP, which is a cardiac protein reaction test, which will show if we have a lot of inflammation in the body. And all those things can be put together to come up with the correct plan to treat this problem for somebody. If I have a dementia or Alzheimer's patient, I usually do prefer that we have some of those testing because then we can really hone in on what the cause of it is. Also, um, we, um, we can do some neurological testing in our office, which checks the uh, brain tracts and the cerebellum and the right and left side of the brain through uh, some neurology basic, um, you know, office uh, examination process. So there's lots of things we can use to get to the bottom of the problem. And that's the whole point is to get to the cause. What is the cause of the person? Why did they come to us? And, you know, 
what I find is, and that's how what I've been training a lot of my patients, when they go to the doctor, the traditional medical doctor, and they have high blood pressure, or they have even low thyroid function or something, I said, ask the doctor what the cause is. Find out what the cause is. Don't write me a prescription until we know the cause. So that's something that I hope every person listening today will actually do the next time they go for their, their examination and they have abnormal blood tests because that seems to be the only thing that's done, which is very one-dimensional um, as far as trying to evaluate a patient's true health. And then if there's something that comes up, ask the doctor, what's the cause? See what happens. <laughs> because most will not get an answer. Instead of well, that's what I was waiting for, for what you were going to yeah. say, because I'm thinking, nah, yeah. I don't know if I'd get an answer to that. No, you'll get a prescription, which is not really addressing the cause of the problem, you know. And so what is the cause of the problem? And I had that. I went over this uh, yesterday with, a, with one of our ladies that had come in and was very frustrated with their doctor. The doctor won't talk to them. I'm like, it's time to get somebody new. You know, you don't have to stay with those doctors. You're not chained to them. You need to find people who are going to talk to you and treat you like a person, not a prescription. And so I'm, I'm sorry I'm going off, but I, it's important. It's important to, for people to know if they want to, you know, there are those who just want to, you know, use a medication to get rid of the symptom. But there are those that really want to fix a problem. And usually those are the people we see. They had enough, you know, and they want to fix the problem. And they're very frustrated with, you know, how they're being handled through the traditional medical system. So I'm not saying that we don't need our doctors, but we do need them to step up and answer the questions that patients have. And if you don't have one of those, you need to find one of those because they're out there. I have patients that go to those people who are really not only, you know, caring and knowledgeable, but will answer your question and listen and listen to you. So. Well, we have just about eight minutes left, so I'll let you uh, have the have the floor, if you will, and where you want to take us, but we have eight minutes left. All right, so I want to encourage people to go and listen to the full, uh, the full um, webinar of this leaky gut, leaky brain. It's very, very important. If we have a leaky gut, we're not only going to affect the brain, we're going to affect all the rest of the organs in the body. We didn't even talk about all of that, like the cardiovascular system, which is very important. We're going to affect all the barriers around every one of our cells because if we can't digest, then we're going to be in trouble. And then we can't use the nutrients to make a good barrier around every cell, which means we can't get our hormones in, which can then lead to things like insulin resistance and diabetes. So we can go on and on as to the importance of this. So I encourage people to go and listen to that at MiddlesexChiropracticCenter.com under the video tab. There's other videos there too, but if, you know, all different things um, and that, and they'll be able to find this particular leaky gut, leaky brain. They can sign up for our newsletter, which then will they'll get notified when we have a new, um, a new webinar video that comes out so that they can follow us. Eventually we'll have these radio shows on it. We're, we're switching to a new website. Um, so we're waiting for that to happen any day two years down the road any day so <laughs> we're still waiting and um yeah so you know the leaky gut does affect the brain and I think people are always worried about they're more worried about their brain health 
I feel, than almost anything else. Uh, nobody wants to not have a brain that works. And so this could be the big cause, you know, the causation could be coming from the gut because it is so interrelated. Um, it's hard to ignore the relationship. It really is. And it's, it's so important in other things as well, like your immune health and your immune function. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we find that patients who have a lot of uh, problems with allergies and things like that, it's also coming from the gut. You know, whether they uh, claim that probably 70 some percent of your immune system is in your is in your gut, yeah. you know, so. Thanks to the microbiome. Those, those microbiome. really good yeah, bacteria exactly. that are there. So, you know, should you go out and just load yourself up on a probiotic? No, because I'm going to tell you the reason why. I know a lot of people like to just take a probiotic all the time. Those probiotics, no matter how good they are, how many billions of live bacteria, have only a certain grouping, 10 or 12 bacteria well, we have 600 to 1,000 different species, 10 or 12 different bacteria are not going to regrow all the other bacteria. I always tell people to tend to the garden, make the garden healthier, to fertilize and get all those good bacteria that are just very specific to you that you have as a blueprint from birth. So there are, you know, there are good probiotics out there. In fact, we even have soil microbiome products now that help. And we've seen tremendous results with food sensitivities with that. Um, but at the same time, those are short-term fixes. We want people to grow their own garden back. Yeah, so you have to do things to create a more favorable, favorable environment for your garden to grow in. And so, you know, this involves, uh, you know, looking at your lifestyle and looking at your eating habits and, and a lot of different areas so that you can make, you know, start making changes in, in things that you do. And I use the broad term lifestyle, but this includes a lot of the habits that you have, dietary and otherwise, so that you can, you know, start to you know, facilitate a healthier uh, microbiome. Yeah. And, you know, there's other things, too, that we did not bring up when you brought up about the testing. Um, we have DNA testing, too, which is very, very private through one of our companies that not, does not have your name attached to it. But it shows your whole detox pathway, how every single enzyme in your liver is working to see whether you can break down food and use it, break down any environmental toxins that you encounter, your own metabolic waste that has to pass through the liver. So that's also another test that we didn't, that we failed to talk about that is very, very, you know, profound because it shows us whether we can pass through all the phases of detox through our liver. And that's really important because, uh, you know, you want to get people to be able to detoxify not only uh, the metabolic waste products that their body has to get rid of from, from normal physiological and met metabolic processes, but from exogenous toxins that they may be exposed to through environmental things and through food. Uh, yeah. So knowing that uh, helps us really um, be able to um, help them with, with support 
to, to get their detox pathways working more efficiently. Right. All and right. Again, so- if we're missing an organ. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say we're running out of time. So um, just your final thoughts. And then, of course, I wanted to ask how we get in, in contact with you. Well, I really hope that people will listen to their body. And if they have some of the symptoms of the leaky gut, like chronic bloating, constipation, diarrhea, fatigue, headaches, brain fog, if they have any kind of hormonal dysfunction like thyroid, if they have autoimmune disease, if they can't concentrate, if they have a lot of skin problems like acne or rashes or eczema, they have joint pain, if they know they have widespread inflammation, anxiety, depression, they can't lose weight even though they're really trying, and even our autistic or ADHD kids, um, you know, those could all be symptoms of leaky gut. So that leaky gut then will lead to the leaky brain. So again, you know, they can go and see this, you know, and write down notes if they want to from the website. And, um, you know, we do have some really good information there. So, All right. Let's get your phone number and contact information. Well, um, our phone number is 724-903-0506. And we're located... Uh, in the Cooperstown Professional Plaza around the back, um, 1158 Pittsburgh Road, Suite 201. Which is Route 8 South. Yep. Very and good. And our number. Yeah. Yep. And go then ahead. you can see, go to our website, sexchiropracticcenter.com. All righty, you two. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Tracy. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.